Welcome to a review of the Sundering of Athel Lauren narrative event um, review. Scott has come back. You may remember him from the previous episode and about five previous episodes before that. He is the title for the most recurring guest now, I would have thought. Success. This is all I was aiming for. It's why I kept you around as a friend. <laughs> it's what the public demanded, allegedly. The millions and millions of the Scots fans. Well, even if they didn't demand it, it's what they're going to get. <laughs> Regardless, the poor sods. <laughs> well, I've had um, two requests to come on so far. So this this podcast's on the up, despite the fact there's a very haphazard release schedule, which I'm constantly getting shit for. But you to be know. fair, and like for all your listeners, like the, the, the delay of this one is, without a shadow of a doubt, my fault. Uh, I can't having, disagree. You know, like having moved house and not going as smoothly as one would hope, um, that has led to multiple delays, and this is what our sixth attempt to get this recorded. Yeah, attempt four was funny when we were trying to do it on the Wi-Fi. That collapsed. <laughs> oh, that was an absolute disaster zone, wasn't it? Good lord. So, for all of you three people saying, "Where's the next episode?" The reason is not my fault. It's a combination of technical issues and. Uh, the palaver of moving house. So, Errols. what do you do? Errols, people. Move house at your own risk. Anyway, um, what did you think? Something of Athel Lauren. I had a great time. I'm going to open with that. I, I like agree more, and genuinely, I'd probably go so far as to say it's probably the most fun event I've ever attended. I thought it was an absolute blast. Like, every game I had was good. Every one I played against or just chatted to, and as ever, the, the Triple Crown guys, like, generally the whole event was just an amazing weekend. Like, really, really good. But the previous bar was set by the GT this year, and I think this is better. Um, not to say the GT wasn't good, it was great, but I enjoyed every minute of this weekend for various different reasons. No, I totally agree. Uh, I think... Like yourself, the pre the GT earlier this year was genuinely one of the best weekends of Warhammer and I'd, I'd ever had. But actually, this narrative event was was probably better. Like it probably was. It was, it was just such a good laugh. Like it was just so fun. Like it really, really was. I had an absolute blast. And attending the narratives will be my number one priority of events. Like going forward. Yeah, I've never been trying to miss. I'll, I'll try to go to all of them but the narrative will be the priority I had never been to a narrative before and uh, I'm regretting I, I, this is the third one of the series if people know that uh, this is the there's a three arc story to this and this is the finale um, so I, I'm kind of regretting that I haven't been to the previous two but I'm glad I went yeah. to this uh, I'm so glad I got a ticket yeah, it makes us good that I didn't attend the first two, but it makes us so pleased that I did attend this one because I'm super looking forward to the one later, like the next one later this year. So here's a, a minor public service announcement. If you fancy going to a tournament or a tournament environment, but you don't want to go to something that's competitive, get your name down for the next one because it's such a fun, like, you, you oh. know, the, the GT, there's always that tension of how am I doing? I need to... I need to do really well and win 20 nils all the time. There's none of that. It's just a load of people, really nice people. Playing um, Warhammer, play Warhammer it's yeah. really supposed to be played. Like, for those who love the game but aren't particularly competitive and just want to play and 
have fun. Like, I could not recommend this event run by the TC guys any more than I than I can. Like it is was phenomenal, uh, genuinely phenomenal. And I'm sure you'll have had the same experience. But the five people I played were some of the nicest people I've ever met. I didn't have a bad game all weekend. Like either. genuinely, all all five players were brilliant. They genuinely played it in such a good spirit. Like some ridiculous things happened for and against us. Um, Everyone played it. The way a narrative event is like should be played, it was just fun. Like everyone had such a smile. Like it was such such a good experience. Team effort as well. Good guys versus bad guys. So yeah, it's all about the good guys. Um. So we thought we'd uh, in these notes that I clearly pre-wrote. Not ten minutes ago, um, we thought we'd uh, go through like how we thought the arm our armies did. Uh, we'll go through our games and then we'll cover the the crown. The, you crown the ticket, so there's a bit of extra entertainment that you get for it. So we'll review that as well. Um, and any any final thoughts on that? Uh, so. If you want to know what we our armies were, I'll put a link into the previous episode where we um, we covered what we were taking. I didn't change anything. That list was submitted. I, d- I don't think you did either. What? Uh, no, God, no. The list that we chatted through was was the yeah, list I went with. The list. So if you want to know what was in it, I'll put a link below. Um, so how did your Tomb Kings do? Oh, you know what it is. Like they, they did us proud. Like <laughs> I must admit, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting a lot from them, um, truth be told, and um, like they did exceptionally well, uh, mainly because of the narrative uh, ethos of the event and the fact that you could play the missions and be successful without having to actually really particularly win games of Warhammer, <laughs> which is which is good because if I, if it was a traditional competitive 20 nil scoring like we poor tomb kings would have taken an absolute pounding on multiple occasions that, that's the other but, thing about the narrative it's not you've got to destroy your enemy you've got to play the missions so it, it's not like even if you get tabled there's a potential that you could have won so it's um yeah and to be fair that <laughs> that is give or take what happened to me in game five <laughs> like i i was i played beastman um and like, to be fair to, to Rob, it was a hell of a game. It was really good fun. But he absolutely smashed the very pants off us if it was a 20 nil scoring system. Like, I think I had about four characters or something left at the end of the game. And I might have had a unit. I'm not 100% certain. Um, but I won, the, I won the game, and I've, like, I've barely got an idea how. It was purely because of the mission. Because he absolutely smashed the pants off us. Doesn't matter. But it was such... Such a good game. Like, uh, my priest did nothing other than cast the um, like the the mission point thing. So he didn't really change anything how the list performed. Um, but Henry and War Sphinxes, I love them. Love them lots. Toughness eight. They're cool. Um, snakes did well. Um, Spearman, me Skeleton Warriors did as little as what people probably expect them to do. Um, and the casket didn't do a lot, but the threat was there, which was cool. But I think the winner, as it often tends to be for us, 
it was my level two death mage bunkered with me general using LD10 spirit leech. The guy's a hero. Never lets us down. That's a that's a well used signature spell from you. It's probably you know I was thinking about it, um, harking back to when we did our favorite spells, and I think since then, uh, I've probably changed my feeling, and I think Spirit Leech is probably my most used spell in the game. Uh, we're gonna have to do a an updated version of it. <laughs> yeah, Spirit Leech, and why it's the best spell. Did um did you practice the list before you took it? No. This <laughs> this event, these five games are the only five games I have used my Tomb Kings. I hadn't played them beforehand. I haven't yet I haven't had a game of Warhammer since the event. Um I I paint built and paint painted the entire army for the event. Um and game one was the first time I'd ever used my Tomb Kings. Um in any edition, like the last time I used any mummies or equivalent figures, were back in fourth edition when Undead was an army. That's uh, considering how well you did. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, yeah. To be fair, they, they overperformed versus what I thought they would. But it, it was playing the scenarios, and it was probably because I wasn't against what you would call real out there, like aggressive competitive lists, because everybody. I thought brought lists that were in keeping with the event. Yeah, uh, except potentially me. But uh... <laughs> well, I didn't want to say that, Mark. I mean, you didn't take White Lions. Didn't take, Lions. Big... Didn't take a Lariel. Didn't take a Frostat Phoenix. Um, I loved my list um, for something that I threw together without just thinking. Oh, the the narrative's coming up. What can I? what can I throw it together because um, I haven't really got time to think too much about it and a list that I didn't practice I loved it I loved every game playing with it how did you find the sisters brilliant because the few games I came across to see how you were getting on like they looked like they were doing like their, brilliantly. their damage output was insane uh, as I'll go into um, I think the only they, they were only annihilated once in four games and just the amount of things they can delete and especially stacking with um, being dedicated to Vol, so their mm. their range penalty is non-existent. The uh, handmade the other queen gives them quick to fire, so they're hitting. Uh, if there's not if it's unobstructed shot, they're hitting on twos with strength four, and I, they they were actually phenomenal. The amount of damage they can put out, um, I. Uh, you know, just you can move and still essentially shooting three ranks as well. Yeah, don't you? is that right? Shooting three ranks, uh, no movement penalty, no range penalty because of all. Um, stand and shoot's not a problem because they're quick to fire, so it doesn't matter how close something gets to you, still unload 20 strength four uh shots in something's face. So they were probably the standout one, but the. You know, it's almost like if you're just walking down the street and you pick up a diamond off the floor or you're just you know, scribbling something down and you've planned like a, a a brilliant new engine or something. This chuck together just seemed to work because you either come up this Phoenix Guard and they'll fight you or you, you stand off and don't go anywhere near them and you get shot to pieces or you get a lot of magic in your face. So just... So I would consider taking this to the GT. 
I was about to say, funny enough, like with that in mind, how well they performed for you, and more importantly, how much fun you had with them. What does it mean you would consider in the future getting them into a, a, a GT list? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's amazing. <laughs> and like genuinely, that's awesome because it means not only did you have an absolute blast, but the concept of like getting you to take a weird or different list is actually giving you a totally different option for thinking about how you play your, your army that you love and play a lot going forward. Well, that's just going back to what we were saying in the armies episode that we did in that, you know, I, I've said I've played high elves for four or five years and I'm still not bored of them. And like, yet again, you can put together something totally new and it's still a new experience. I'm still not bored of them. So yeah. like I've never used sisters properly before the eagle game hasn't been great and i use some silver helms which i never usually use and so i'm taking some new stuff i mean phoenix guard you can't really get away from them but i really enjoyed this list i just ace though aren't the phoenix guard they're the most one of the most reliable units in the game well the syrian's a bit fickle about when he turns the ward save on and off when it's on it's uh devastating when it's off it's <laughs> deeply frustrating <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so it was, uh, I, again, really like that army that I essentially just threw together. It's not saying I'm like a genius or anything. It's just cool. It's just happy, happy accident. Think, yeah. Um, so would you say your favorite unit or character in your army ended up being the sisters? Yes. Just cause they were new and I was like, wow, why haven't I used these? A lot previously. Yeah. So the, their issue in a competitive list is that they're rare, isn't yeah. it? And like the rare slot is the first. Yeah, slot you can't afford them in sufficient quantity that I would want to take and take the Phoenix. Yeah. So I'll have a think about that. But I would definitely, if I don't take Zinch Demons to Derby Deathmatch, I would probably take something based on this list at least. Zinch Demons, now you're talking. That's coming soon. Um, I forgot what we've put next on our to-do list. Um, talk through each game oh, and scenario. Yeah, so uh, go on, you're the guest. You can go for it. The first one was... Uh, the Battle of Eternal Moonlight. That's the one. That was, you get a mission point for every spell you dispel? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, to be honest, this game, this, this, this game was the one I, as I built my army, thought, ah, this should be a win relatively for me because um, I had a dispel scroll, which I don't normally take in any of my lists for a start. So there was there was one. And I had taken the is it Staff of Sorcery. Plus one of the spells. Plus one of the spells. So I was, I, my level four was effectively dispelling as a level five. Um, I played Ogres in this, in this first game. Um, Again, really good, really good game. Um, it made you think about what you were actually casting, though, because you couldn't just afford to be flippant with a cast. Because actually, if you th you threw a couple of dice at it, you were giving your opponent a, a, an opportunity to dispel and get a free point, essentially. But um, yeah, so I think I think I ended up winning the game by one point. I mean, it was brutal. Um, you got one point for every time you dispelled. Um, you got one point for every wizard you killed, and if your opponent had no wizards alive at the end of the game, you had three mission points left. You got three mission points, sorry. Yeah. 
And I think at the end of the game, neither one of us had any wizards left. Um, so <laughs> his wizards had all died. My wizards had all died. Um, and I, I think I, I won some. It was something like ten nine on victory on on the mission points. It was just wild. It was really really good. Um, such a blast. Obviously, apologies. I didn't take any photos of the actual games. So no, there is. But, did I take a uh, a standing image for that? I can't remember now. I don't think I did. Um, but no, like genuinely, like it was, it was good. Opened up with a win, which which shocked us. But I mean, truth be told, if it had have been a twenty, if it, again, if it had been a competitive game, oh, I think it'd have probably been a ten ten draw. It was just brutal. Like neither one of us had almost any. Those I think there was thirty models left on the board at the end of the game across our entire armies. <laughs> what like we counted them, it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. so. What what actually happened in the game? Oh god. Um so August set up um and essentially just started coming towards us. Um the snakes charged the Mornfang, one unit of Mornfang, brutalized them, which was great. Uh, but then they were so far away they spent the rest of the game trying to march back towards everybody else. Oh sorry, not march, because they're Tomb Kings. Move really slowly towards the rest of the table. As the rest of the Ogre army just came pounding in the um, the Tomb King list, um, both Sphinxes ended up dying. I think one might have been one might have been alive. The Archer, both my Archer blocks died. Um, I think all I had left at the end of the game was my Skeleton Warrior. Oh, I had one Wizard left. Sorry, that's what one of the game. I had my Skeleton Warrior block left alive to a point. Me general, me priest, me level two, and the casket. I think every, on the snakes across the board, everything else was dead. Um, and he had left some, the other unit of Mornfang, and a couple of iron guts, I think. Um, and his BSB, maybe it was just wild. He came out as full hog. Um, I cast what I could off as he was coming towards us. Thinned the ranks as much as I could, and then it was trying to survive the just sheer brutality of the ogres versus the less than brutal output of the the tomb kings. What was left of the tomb kings? What was left? Oh my god! What was left? Jesus, honest, it was just it was an absolute like fest. Um, yeah, brutal, really brutal start of the event. To be honest, um, chaos, absolute carnage, but really good game, really good game. Well, I also played the Ogres, and I did take pictures. So uh, let's see if I can fire one up here. There we go. Um, so I played um, Dave, who um, he said at the start he hasn't played much Warhammer. So, you know, it, it was a, a really fun game because it was like, um, not almost like a learning game, but it didn't really matter what the result was, and that sort of turned it into even more fun. But the deployment was like that. So the Phoenix Guards in the middle, the um, sisters are on the right, the archers on the left, and the Silver Helms and that in the front. Um, it started quite well with the two bolt throwers killing the, what's he called, the cannon chariot one. The iron blaster. blaster no. Yeah, so I yeah. rolled like yeah. a three for wounds and then a three for wounds again. Like th These haven't 
done this ever, so I must have brought the the decent bolt throwers. Obviously, faith going out gun yeah, for you. Must be the um, the sisters killed the yetis. I think in about two turns, um, and then Fee's guard sort oh. of moved up a bit. His uh, what they call man eaters scouted and then sort of came round the side of the uh, archers, but there was some reavers there who um, sort of blocked them from moving. So I thought that was going all right, and then turn. Two, I think. Uh, where are we? I think it's about there. Um, I moved the uh, Phoenix Guard up towards his block of. Oh yeah, he's got the um, the August but campaign narrative event special character is just there by himself. Well, that's the level four fire yeah. belly who you can never do more than one wound to. Isn't that will it? come in important later on. So the um, I just interject. Dave's army, who I know you fought game one, like stunning. Yes. And that that standard that he made out of skulls is just one of the most incredible things I've seen. Yeah, like, you'll see that banner of skulls in his big block that's individually made out of little citadel skulls. Oh, like, incredible, like incredible. And I know he's obviously done some work for other people. Uh, and I know he made Matt's Kemrick yeah. Titan, but oh, like the guy is just so talented. Yeah. like amazing, amazing. Um, Paint job, amazing modeling. Uh, yeah, aye, incredible. Like hats off to him. So the um, the Silverhelms charged the other Iron Blaster, which I'd forgotten is pulled by a Rhinox. So like, oh, they're tough as <laughs> tough as six or something, and strength five. This might have been a mistake. Uh, they kill the, all but one of the Silverhelms die, but they do manage to break it, and he runs off. Um, and I think he panics through the uh, lead belches and they clear off as well. But anyway, oh. but the turn of the thing is where the Phoenix Guard move up towards his um, unit and he says, oh, I've got the uh, hell heart. So like, right. So he rolls the dice. It covers my wizard who immediately rolls the four, blows up and goes down the pit. So, oh. so... <laughs> I've now got no wizard, so he's up three points. Um, he's killed a wizard. There's another point. And now I can't... And he's got the special character, so he's got and another he's got point spe- on Yeah, top. he's got the special character for that point. And um, he's now got total dominance of the magic phase. So I think, right, that's uh, that's gone interestingly. Uh, I can't really recover from that. I cast a few... Because then the... The problem is, do you try to cast the one mission point spell because the priest's still alive? But because I'm now so at a disadvantage, that's just handing victory points to the opponent. But there's no. Yeah, unless you stick face with the resistible force, yeah. he's going to spell it easily. There is no other way for me to get victory points. So I think I made the wrong. Dis- well, I don't know because I was already losing. So I had nothing to lose by try- trying to get more points. But it didn't work. Everything got dispelled. <laughs> So I was thinking, can I get three? So I haven't included the photos of this, but his um, his special character, sort of the the Phoenix Guard and the Ogre Block just have a fight, and the Phoenix Guard would probably win that. But his character comes round past those woods towards the Archer Block, and I've managed to get him down to one wound, and then he takes something like I think we worked out it, with standing shooting and the rounds of uh, shooting into him. He took 100 shots 
for which I could not roll one in six to kill him because he was on his last wound. Oh. Oh, so, I can't remember you talking about so that. The, <laughs> so the chance to get my three points for no wizard and killing a wizard or whatever it was, I thought I can do this. I can do this. This will this will bring it back up. We'll be on we'll be on balance. No, uh, one hundred shots and then combat with the archers because they always always strikes first. I'll, I'll roll a six somewhere. Nope. So the, they let me down a bit. Um, Not sure what to say about that. I, That's outrageous. I think I lost something like uh, it was something like eleven three. Um, but it, we only got about turn two. Uh, um, but it was, I, I didn't mind. I didn't care. It was a great game to start on because, like, that's a good start for the mage, isn't it? He's gone into the realm of chaos. Right, if you're going to start, start properly. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Do it properly. Amazing. But you know, there's the um, yeah, the, the valiant, valiant silver helms. helms. They've been shot by the um. That's right. They've been shot by the lead belchers. So three of them went into the what I forgot was a rhinox or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, that went surprisingly well for you, actually. Yeah, they pulled it off just by winning, winning by one. I think it's because I had a musician and he failed the test. So I'm like, uh, Wrong. that'll do. That's all I need. So that was my game one. Start as you don't mean to go on. One oh, hundred shots. <laughs> That's incredible. You can play Warhammer every day of the rest of your life and never, ha- never replicate yeah. that that outrageous uh, display of shooting. He doesn't wear armor. Yeah, that's literally all that was saving him was his toughness. His can only wound on a six, and it, it did work for him. He got him into combat, and he deployed his super destructive banner, or whatever it was, or breath weapon, which like annihilated the um, archers. Uh, okay. Sad times, mm. eh? Anyway, onwards and upwards from that one. And and the force the, the the bad guys did win the first round as well. They didn't did, they? yes. And the ogres so despite, despite despite the valiant efforts of the Tomb Kings, <laughs> the valiant efforts, you high elves let the team down. Um, you can't account for, you know when you you know when you roll you pick up the dice and you think I already know what's going to happen here. You, know, you just got a prophecy of it's it's going to be calamitous detonation. I just there's no point in me rolling this. I know what it's going to be. Which happened quite a few times through the tournament. Um, yeah, one and a four. Yeah, of course. Of course it is. Bang. And then <laughs> roll the dice. Of course it's a one. Wizard's gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's not gone well. <laughs> turn one or whatever. Turn one or two, whatever it was. Either way, it wasn't good. No. But. No. Nah. Yeah. Sell our yeah. spirits up. Can only get better. <laughs> but great game, great opponent. I enjoyed yeah. it. Bro, so does that take us on to game, game two? two? Yes. Conduits of power. Um. So this is the one where there was four deployment zones, and there was a, a marker in each deployment. Oh yes, zone. and it ping ponged between. And yeah, you had to roll at each point, and if you had a scoring unit within three inches, you got a mission point, essentially. And if your priest cast the spell within six inches of it, you got two mission points instead of your standard one. Yes. So, but it was totally random, and it pinged all over the place. 
Yeah, I like this one. Yeah, uh, this was <laughs> possibly the greatest thing that's ever happened in any game of Warhammer to me happened in this game. Go on. So so I was playing I was playing Phil's Dark Elves, which was a really cool list. Um nothing like his his regular standard um competitive list at all. So like hats off again, it was it was very cool. Um so you had a unit of a, a, a big block of cold one knights um deployed of up the top somewhere. Um a unit of, of Brolocks, um, a couple of unit of Dark Riders. Well, I should just probably point out um, the deployment for this is like you're in a... Uh, yeah, so you're in diagonal, diagonal across, across corners. Yeah, lengthways, so you're in one corner and then there's it's almost like if you battle for the pass, but you're in uh, only a half of the the short board edge um, and you're diagonal across. Yeah. Well, I, well, I dropped a huge clanger at the start of this game. And the fact that I rolled to pick sides, rolled and just blasely picked the side I was on, not thinking there was actually magical scenery in one of the in the corner that he would then select. That magic scenery was I don't know, like was it a wizard's tower? What, whatever it was, if you were a wizard and you were beside it, you became a law master. Mm. So what what he did was then deploy his warlocks right in front of that, which then made them law master dark and law master death. And he then continued to throw six dice at purple, big purple sun every turn. And frankly, it was just the most outrageous thing. So, so the and then the the rest of his list, the bulk of it was a big horde of corsairs with the special character, uh, the priest, and somebody else in there. And then his BSB was essentially just lurking around somewhere. Um. So the highlights of this game were incredible. Um, one, the Cold Run Riders, I think, moved turn one on their own accord and then failed four out of five stupidity tests right. for the rest of the game, which was, frankly, hilarious. The leadership um, problem. It was, uh, yeah, LD9, I think they are. At least oh, LD8, yeah, yeah. either way. They failed four out of five times, uh, and they were all up then. Like, spoiler, that unit of Cold War Knights was all that was left on the Dark Elf list at the end of the game. Oh no, that unit, half, three or three or four of that unit and his BSB, everything else was dead. Uh, and this even after flinging out 100 Purple Suns? So, in one turn of Purple Suns, he'd managed to throw the big one out that went over both of my Kemrian War Sphinxes in one turn. Init- initiative three is the highest on the unit, on the model. Both sphinxes lived. Just dodged out like a cat, which they are. Agile, like a giant dead cat. <laughs> um, was incredible. Like, that was highlight number one. After the lower point of me being like really stupid, just giving them this magical tower. <laughs> um, the other greatest thing that happened was the Necrolith Colossus or the old bone giant, for those of us who have been around a long time, charged his horde of Corsairs with his general, his wizard, his priest, all in. He failed his terror test, and then the 
the giant caught the entire unit and wiped them all out. The single greatest thing that has ever happened. <laughs> it was just amazing. That bone giant on Necrolithosis will now forever be in my Tomb King army. He will never, ever achieve the height that he achieved in this game. What was his expression uh, at the point? <laughs> it was just hilarious. He just couldn't believe it. And then to be fair to him, he then continued to fail. I think throughout the game, he failed four or five terror tests. Eld, he failed four stupidity tests. He could not pass a leadership test to save his actual life. It was outrageous. I think he also failed a terror test when one of the Sphinxes charged his executioners and then ran them down later on. Um, it was awful. Like He could not pass a leadership test to save his life. Um, and obviously, I could pass initiative tests. Like I could never pass them before. I say elves are a low LD army, not because the number's low, it's because it's impossible to pass them. Evidently so. You can't I pass can't them. Pass he them, couldn't though. pass them. When the, like, Stan uses his dot, he can't pass them. Like Elves are just cowardly creatures, it would seem. Uh, let's remove the... Don't take them. If you can avoid it, don't take them. <laughs> but no, so like, to be honest, this was an absolutely massive win for the, uh, the Tomb Kings and... Um, Mainly because it turns out Phil can't pass leadership tests, um, which is remarkable. But we had such an actual blast, to be honest. Like throwing, throwing out purple suns willy nilly, um, failing terror tests, failing stupidity tests. Um, that was hilarious. It was really hilarious. And I think um, all the Tomb Kings actually lost, really, at the end of the game was the Core Knights eventually charged and killed the snakes. Um, Otherwise, it was it was a resounding win for the two kings. A bit of like honor so, back after such a good game. Like genuinely, it was hilarious, and like Phil and I were just laughing the entire game. It was just, it was just outrageous. Like it really was outrageous. The TC guy and like Scott and James came over, and when I paid, when I passed two initiative tests on the War Sphinxes, like the greatest moment in Warhammer history. Agile like a giant dead cat. Yeah, if, if that was me throwing out Fertile Sun's initiative tests on the undead and nothing was going right, I mean, yeah, go back to wizard school. Yeah, you probably knew from that moment it wasn't going to go well, especially when he then couldn't pass a terror test or a, a stupidity test. Like, it was, oh, the dice were not his friend. It was just wild. Really, really wild. Less than ideal when all your stints running away in terror, or being chopped up. Yeah, honestly, just brilliant. Brilliant, though. It summed up the event in a lot of ways, that it was just funny, uh, not serious. Ah, just, yeah, it was really good. It was really, really funny. Good game. And obviously, Doom Kings then had won two in a row, which, frankly, I wasn't 100% sure how to deal with that. You could have walked away... There, as king, as tomb Honestly, king. Officially, the uh, the secretly loyal and Nagash tomb kings were performing well. That's a that's a sore point in Kemri, that. Yeah. Um, well, my game two, I played Ogres again. Um, slightly different. There's a picture of it. Uh, oh, that's. That's the, the ogre list I played. Game oh, right. Well. That's a bit of a crossover. Yeah. 
yeah, it is. I've just uh, spotted it. That that's the game. That's who I played game one. Really good guy. Really good game. Um, yeah, good guy. Yeah, again, like I'm saying, everyone I played was great. Another great opponent. Um, so as you can see, the uh, the deployment is in sort of battle for the past quarters, which is a bit odd. The um, the markers, the objectives, uh, you'll see them at the bottom of the screen. You've got, as you're saying, you've got to be near them to claim them. Uh, and there's one that's active every turn. I got really lucky in that it started off in my zone. So I claimed a point straight away. Um, so I was bunched up like that and thinking, well, what am I going to do? This tower here became quite useful. So I thought I'll hang back um, and just let them... I think he got the first turn. I think I was all right with that because there's nothing really much he could shoot at me except with the lead belches, but I can shoot back. So I couldn't... Yeah, and he didn't have any cannons. No, he didn't have any cannons. It was a, a very fluffy list. Um so the the first turn, I don't think I did any shooting at all because I was out of range. It was that far away. So he sends his um, uh, he's got two units of Mornfang, um, and he sends one of them round to the to my right. So that's why the archers are there. They're sort of aiming at him. There's some bolt throwers in the woods that are trying to shoot them down as well. So uh, the eagles make themselves a nuisance up there. Do a bit of blocking present themselves as a target for the lead belchers so they're not shooting at the uh, Phoenix Guard and the uh, sisters. The game started, um, I moved my... Uh, you'll notice the Silver Helms aren't on here, speaking of leadership tests. They moved up, because I thought, I'll put them there just to see what I want to do with them. They'll be all right, they're out of threat range. He casts... Uh, is it Brain Buster? Or, uh, that's an orc one. It's a what... No, uh... Yeah, it's the yeah. one where it forces you to take a leadership test. It's it's, it's oh, an ogre spell which forces you to take a leadership test. Anyway, brain gobbler, I think it is. Uh, so that brilliant. That'll be easy. High in the leadership army. Uh, fail it straight away. Um, out of the range of the BSB, they run off the board. So that's Silverhelm's gone. Turn one. All right. That's how it's going to be. That's why they're not on there. Um, but in subsequent turns, when the sisters get in range, you'll see there's a block of, I think they are iron guts with the BSB um, right in the middle top of that picture. They're coming towards me and the, um, the sisters uh, kill them all except the BSB. Um, so the BSB is sort of in the middle ground where he's like, you either charge something or um, you're just going to get shot to pieces. It's not an ideal situation. So the BSB charges into the Phoenix Guard and is killed. Um, the Phoenix Guard then advance. You see there's a unit behind the uh, Iron Guts. They've come on as well. So the Phoenix Guard, in my turn, I declare a charge on them. They've been shot a bit as well, so they're depleted. He flees them, which allows the Phoenix Guard to redirect into the lead belchers. They kill them, overrun into the unit behind them. Uh, and I think the other unit of Mornfang there, they just get shot and they flee off the board. So um, this is, you know, a saying where the army just works together quite well. It, yeah, did it really, it, really come together? Yeah, it, it, all parts of it. It was just like 
synergizing together. Um, Cause there's a, another one. Uh, actually, yeah. So you'll see the uh, the iron guts are taking a, a bit of a pound in there. Um, it's they the sisters didn't even have to move. They just anything that came at them, they were just shooting into into pieces. They shot the Mornfang, I think, making them run off. Uh, they shot the entire uh, iron gut unit. The Phoenix Guard killed the BSB. The Phoenix Guard then just sort of went all the way in a big circle around the right hand right flank of his. And so at the end, I had uh, I had my units next to three of the um, objectives, and I'd got lucky because ev- like at the, it was the start of every turn, was it or game turn? Yes. Yeah. Uh, every player. Every. every in yeah. Turn. And it was it was coming up near my people all the time, so I was ratcheting up the, the victory points. Um. So that was really lucky for me. The archers and the bolt throwers managed to clear off the other unit of Mornfang. Um. I'm, I'm not sure if he was tabled or not, but there wasn't that much left of uh, of the orcs by the end of it. Um. And that's the BSB fighting the Phoenix Guard, but it was quite handy because the um, that tower in the middle it did do something, but I can't remember what it was. It didn't have any impact on the game, I don't think. But it sort of anchored the Phoenix Guard, so the Mornfang there wasn't like a. I think he was saying afterwards he was trying to do like a joint front and flank into the the Phoenix Guard with these units, but which is how you break them because you take away the. When you start taking away the steadfast and that, that you can break them. No. Um, but it just didn't work out that way. The, the amount of firepower the sisters can put out and the handmaiden whose strength, what is she? she I took the potion of strength. So at some point she was strength eight um, with no range penalties or movement penalties. So they were just laying waste to everything 24 inches away from them. And whatever was left, the Phoenix Guard was chewing up. So that one went quite well, um, and I was able to get a few mission points with the priest, I think. Um, but I, I did well on the objectives, um, and that was just because at the, at the opening part of the game where it was quite hemmed in, it, it pinged up on mine quite a lot. And then when I'd yeah. removed a lot, I could put my things on the objectives because by the time the Phoenix yes. Guard had swung in, because that's what I was thinking, I'll go into the lead belches, I'll take whatever stand and shoot they can give. It'll be all right with a ward save. And then his objective was on that unit. See the unit behind the lead belchers. His object, the objective was on there. So they they went round there and claimed that one. So I had at least two, and then I think the archers might have moved up, possibly three um, objectives. So like I'm getting points every turn. Yeah, I forgot to mention on mine that actually I was really lucky. The objective every other turn it started on the one in my deployment zone and then obviously it had to move off but every time it then came back to me and when I had it I was able to cast the priest's spell and I was just able to churn out points as well as pass initiative tests um, but you'd think I'd learn from this to play the objective which I, I didn't yeah, I forgot in yeah. later games completely forgot it um, but that was a really good game really good opponent just unfortunate the way it went Um what there's not much you can do like ogres aren't very heavily armored even the iron guts aren't that do they have heavy armor i think the more fire yeah, yeah. Ingots have a heavy armor. 
You're talking five ups across the army, except for Morn Fang, which are good armor. Otherwise, like, yeah, yeah, you're shooting from the sisters, it's just going to chew through them. It's the fact that they're always hitting on twos. It's hitting on twos with no fours. Um, the just the amount yeah. of damage they can put out is incredible. And then backed up with the the archers who are, you know, they'll plink off a couple of wounds and the bolt throwers. It's just the amount of damage they can yeah. put out. And then the Phoenix guard is, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pick a target. We'll do what we want. Yeah. Yeah, good match. Yeah, it was really good. Um, really enjoyed it. Second game, good, good opponent, good game, nice atmosphere. Continued like that for the rest of the, the weekend. Which then takes us into game three. It was the last one of day one. It's three. Yeah. Last the the the, the, that's it. the last game of day one. Clash at the Mergen Stones. Apologies, that's not pronounced how it was intended, but live with it. Um, so this one was diagonal deployment in either corner, and the mission was gain a mission point every time you slay a model in a challenge, um, and gain a mission point if you kill the enemy priest, which increases to three mission points if your priest is still alive. So see, uh, <clears throat> this is what I like about the narrative, is that the missions are narrative as well one's about stopping people casting the other one's about dominating land or terrain this one's about how good people are in challenges so everyone's got a chance depending on their build to, to... so yeah i played I, I played yet another ogre army mm. <laughs> in this one and in the middle of the board essentially there's a huge tower which ended up not helping anyone but it really forced the ogres to come in the direction that I needed them to come in so I could fight them off sort of one arm, one unit at a time rather than having to face an onslaught of ogres charging at us which is what happened in game one um, and this one was a like a relative slow burn. It was a bit of a face off because like I was more than happy to take the snakes into anything as long as they got the charge, but I didn't want to get charged. Um so it was it was a it was a bit of a touch and go game for like quite the first few turns. Um I had absolutely no intention of engaging in combat unless unless I had to. <laughs> Uh, and I had absolutely no intention of engaging in any challenges whatsoever. <laughs> um, uh, what I did, however, was Spirit Leech his, <laughs> his priest. <laughs> Spirit Leech. Um, Spirit Leech his priest. Uh, oh, actually, go back to game two. I also Spirit Phil didn't have his BSB left because I Spirit Leeched him off the board as well. Good old um, Spirit Leech. So, but this game. Spirit Leech won as this game because oh, I Spirit Leech his priest or, off the ball. Spirit, spirit Crutch, as it could be called. Um, well, you know, as we discovered, it's now my favourite spell. Um, but yes, yeah, so I Spirit Leech his priest off the board. Um, my priest stayed alive. And although I lost some bits and pieces, uh, he lost some bits and pieces. As far as the event went, he cast the Pantheon spell a few times. I cast it a few times. Uh, the big difference was I killed his priest and he didn't kill mine. And that won me the game. 
um, which meant I finished game day one on three consecutive wins for the Tomb Kings. That's uh, that's frankly, almost unheard of. It blew my fragile little mind, to be honest. Um, but what it what it is because and really should be a lesson for you, good sir, is I played the missions <laughs> and was not playing 20 nil Bohammer. Otherwise, I'd have been soundly beaten right. in this game. If this game had been 20 nil, I would not have won. It sounds easy, but it's not. <laughs> um, well, when... when I, I just... So, this was, what, three games? It, this game was just Tomb King Castle and do whatever I could to cast casket um, <laughs> and hold him off as long as possible until I could get me spirit leech off on his priest. T- to be honest, like, that was the tactic to try to make him take as long as possible to get to us so I could maximise what I could do. Fair enough. But yeah, no, it was, it was again, very good game. Like, genu- like had an absolute blast. Uh, which I appreciate. We sound like we're just repeating, but it really was played in such a good, such a good manner. Um, it was, it was really, really fun. Another Tomb King victory. It's just another Tomb King victory, like unheard of. They're all right in narratives. It's just, uh... yeah, well, that's the point. Actually, like they pair up well when they're paired up against sort of equally fun and fluffy armies, but when you put them in a competitive scenario. Um, they can often just get ruffle stomped um, unless you play like essentially one build. But no, really, they're not, that's not what this chat is about. It was really good, really good fun. Um, and yeah, Tomb Kings could uh, Tomb Kings went three from three, which is outrageous. Pretty good. Yeah. What about you? Who you, were you up with? Game well, three? I played the Chaos Dwarfs. Uh, ah. there. Again, another great opponent. Had a really great game. Uh, you may notice a slight error in how I've deployed here, which came back to bite me heavily in the arse. You see this big rock in the middle of the uh, thing uh-huh. there? You'll notice the 10 wide Phoenix Guard are immediately behind that, so they can't get past it, as I clarified later in the game. Like, that's impassable terrain, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Right. Brilliant. Um, oh, uh, I, know, I know what happens in this game. Sorry, I'm already laughing. My apologies. Uh, so sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so it is the diagonal one. There's the um, there's the Reavers on the right-hand side, then the uh, Sisters of Avalon. Phoenix Guard in the middle. Uh, the bolt throws are in the forest on the left, and there's one to the right of the archers. Uh, he's got a massive unit of blunderbuss guys and they get i've fought them before and they get extra buffs depending on how many there are in the unit or how many ranks they've got or something like that uh, and then he's got his two blocks of uh whatever they're called so the iron infernal guard or something like that infernal infernal guard. Guard. and yeah. he's got quite a lot of artillery there's a hell cannon uh out of shot and then he's got i think it's two flame cannon no the hell cannon's there then there's two flame cannons to one side no, there's two death streakers to one side and a flame cannon on the other side by those um uh by those hobgoblins the silver helms are ex- on the extreme right um some bizarre stuff happens here 
those hobgoblins um, do something like a 12-inch charge and collide with the silver helms. And I, we were both stunned at what happened there. So they've, they've catapulted all the way up there. Um, the Reavers go around to sort of... I don't know what I want to do. I think I, I can take that... I think I can take the flame cannon with the Reavers, but then what do you do with a hell cannon? Don't know. Um, the Reavers go up, and then in the next turn, the flame cannon just decides to blow up. So, oh, that's that solved the problem. Um, meanwhile, I cast Fiery... I moved the Phoenix Guard up a bit, and I cast Fiery Convocation on the uh, big unit of Blunderbuss... What are they called? Whatever they are. Uh, yeah, Blunderbuss Inf Infernal Guard. Right, so on that unit of Final Guard, I didn't know they had a 5 at ward save, but I wasn't against fire, but I wasn't that bothered because that's still pretty good. That that yeah, burns yeah. them down to the point where they don't get their buffs at the point where I'm moving up, so that's that's alright, that's fine. The um, sisters try to shoot, take a few more off. They're not as effective at this round, and he does manage to shoot a few of them with a Death Shrieker rocket, and takes the, I think he takes about half of them out at least. Yeah, Deathstreak is good against your lightning or well, else. Yeah. It's a big high plate, strength three, wound on four. Yeah, and you don't they've really got well six up armor, against. so they can't take any hits. Yeah. Nah, it's a good, it's a good matchup. Um, it's a good matchup. So I, I move them forward, thinking, right, I'll go into there, I'll kill everything in that unit, everything with a piece of everything will be fine. The um, Hell Cannon goes berserk and kills itself. Uh, it's like, oh, that's, that's solved the problem for me. Um, and where I was the next picture, which I'll demonstrate. You can see the error I make here. Uh, <laughs> there's the Phoenix card. who can't get past this block here. So it's all right. I've drawn Walk Between Worlds, which I then continuously fail to cast for the rest of the game. So the Phoenix card are just blocked here while I'm endlessly throwing six dice at walk between worlds to get them through there and he's either dispelling it or I've not gotten enough to cast it um, I mean some people might say those six days would have been better spent casting the mission point right some people might say that but at this point I had got so obsessed with getting through them and killing all them and the artillery behind them I didn't care at all about the mission point uh, I had gone completely out of my mind to see the eagle at the top it's it flies into the death oh. streaker I think it manages to kill that, and then it gets um, it gets tied up with the engineer equivalent, and that's a that's a wash. But yeah, so at this point, my I'm so focused on I will get uh, what between worlds I will get through here that I just lose all all uh, consideration for anything else in the game, um, which enables him to come around with his uh, blocks of infantry. And where are we? That's not right. So I'm just trying to find the uh, correct photo there. Oh, there isn't one. Well, that's fine. Uh, well, anyway, so his blocks of infantry, I think one goes into the arches, and that's sort of like a, a wash because I can, because uh, I'm still steadfast. I can reform them. He puts the other block. Um, into the flank of the Phoenix Guard and because there's a sea helm in there that's not a problem, they just reform and uh, face them the other way so I do get into combat but it's not on my terms it's it's entirely 
I've pinned oh. myself in and got hit in the flank. And it's just because I happened to have a sea helm in there that I could reform. And I think we challenge each other with priests um, or Castellan or something like that. And that's nothing happens there. The, you know, it doesn't wound or ward saved anyway. And at some point during the game, he says, oh, I'm just going to cast uh, the mission point and cast it. And uh, I said, yeah, whatever. Uh, I'll save it for whatever. Because I think he had whatever. Did he have Ash Storm? He might have had Ash Storm. Whatever. Um, and at the end of the game, we both re- re- we realised that he'd won by one point. It was 1-0. We'd both completely forgotten. Oh <laughs> We'd both completely forgotten the objectives, um, and because he cast cast that, I don't know, turn two, turn three, he'd won. So, yeah, wow. that was wild. Wow. There's the uh, eagle fighting the so uh, what? It's not sorcerer prophets, are they? What are they called? The, uh, Demon, Demon Smith. Smith. That's it. So, the the thing I kept selling to myself, after that, I said, I'm going to write out in front of me a, a card that says, play the fucking mission. <laughs> that was your resounding um, thought at the end of day one, it wasn't it? It certainly was. As if I'd played the mission definitely in this game, and potentially game one, although that was slightly out of my control, uh, I would have done a lot better. <laughs> Um, so sorry, we meant, didn't say over, uh, overall. Game two was won by the good guys. Yes. So uh, game game three, round three it was, was a draw, draw, which meant it, it was a flat yeah. draw. So it was one going into game neither two. Us, neither of us had special characters. Neither of us were a, uh, plus one point because of who was winning at the time. So it all came down to him throwing I don't know two three dice on the mission yeah. point one and me letting it go and not thinking anything of it. Yeah. Sad times to be alive, Mark. Well, you live as the philosopher Alanis Morissette said: "You live, you learn." Although I didn't, because a similar thing happened in day two. <laughs> oh, it is funny, isn't it? Because of the, like, the 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 nature, the narrative, and the fact that it really is sort of mission orientated. If you forget to play the mission and you play traditional Warhammer like you you did. Um, it can bite you in the ass because actually, I I'm sure on twenty nil system you probably won that. Yeah, game. That's the thing. Like he's going extra. I won that. Like they no, didn't. <laughs> you you won that in the scoring system that we're not using. But what use is that to anyone? Yeah. In your face, pointy ears. That's what he was saying to you. He wouldn't have said that. He was a nice guy. In fact, it, we were all in fact, it. he won the sportsmanship award. So. It was a draw, though, wasn't it? Well, <laughs> we did get the award, but it was a draw. There was lots of nice guys we there. We can cover that <laughs> later. No, yeah, he was. Like, I didn't get to play him, um, but good. It's a good guy. You could some say out of pretty much everyone that was there, but yeah, and it's a really nice looking it chaos army, army yeah. as well. Yeah, it was really, really lovely. Uh, like they were saying on the um, <laughs> other review uh, episodes are available to quote triple crown guys but um they were saying on theirs that the standard of painting and conversion and hobbying was just uh, that it's making it impossible for them to judge it anymore because it's just that high there was some amazing as a 
let as a as a very very mediocre painter at best. Um, some of them were just phenomenal. Some of the armies were genuinely beautiful, like stunning work. Like hats off to some of the people who do play this hobby and spend a lot of their time and effort on painting. Like you're a good painter, but like some of the guys there were just different level. Like really, really good. I think I'd, I'd give myself six out of ten for painting, and then when you're putting the stuff on against stuff that just looks phenomenal, like that's why I love taking pictures. So all the pictures look amazing because. The level yeah. of standard of painting well, is incredible. I did, I, did, I did take, I don't know if you've got them ready to show at all, but I took all of the, like a lot of army photos on the displays. I, I haven't uploaded them, but I think I put them on no. Instagram, which I'll link below. If people, if you're not interested. But, so there, were, yeah, because there were some in beautiful, beautiful armies there. Like hats off to some of the people who... If you're not interested yeah, in the crap we're talking, talented. do have a look at the, the photos of other people's armies because they are amazing. Yeah, phenomenal. Worth going just to sort of bask in the quality of some of the hobby and that some of the some of the people can produce. Absolutely, it's like mini golden demon. Um, so that was the end of day one, and then we came back to do two gamers on day two. Um, we did. So, what was your first one on day two? Oh, yeah, yeah. Game four for the event was um, called Heart of the Forest. It was a standard battle line deployment. Um, and there was objectives scattered around the board, and if you had a, car- a, 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 a unit with fortitude next to it or a character rally, you could try digging it up, and on a six, you found the heart of the forest. On a one to five, you just discarded it, and then if you had the heart of the forest at the end of the game, you scored three points. If you killed the person with heart of the forest, the opponent got three points. Otherwise, um, you got one mission point for every unit wholly within the enemy deployment zone at the end of the game. So that was the that was the the scenario. Now, this was the one game that I didn't play the scenario. <laughs> so I did That's a mile. And, and sadly. It was the one game that I lost all tournament, all, all was events. Was predictable what happened? Ah, <laughs> oh, it was, and it was again, I was, uh, start of game one, uh, day two, rather. Uh, Tomb Kings had played 3-1-3, generally wasn't sure what was happening. And um, I then had to, I then played Jax VC, who hats off and went all tournament, played 5-1-5. He had their he had their spe- event special character, the Red Duke, who was phenomenal. Um, was he, the guy that was on table one. Yeah, oh, Kyle. Yeah. yeah, Kyle. Sorry, not Jack. Sorry, Kyle. Yeah, I, I played sorry, it. Had, I think he had the best game of the GT against Kyle earlier. <laughs> yeah, with his VC. Oh, so, so well, yeah, well, we we played. So we played, and um, conversely, if we had have been playing a traditional Warhammer game. This would have actually went really well for us. <laughs> Castled in the corner, Tomb King style. Um, like an undead civil war. Still off stuff. Um, managed to delay a lot of his things coming in. Um, forgot that I was supposed to be trying to get some of my units into his deployment zone. 
or stop him getting into my deployment zone, which is what cost us the game. Um, he did manage to. I got the casket. I got the casket off and bounced onto hex wraiths twice. They've got LD like four or five, and on three dice, those hex wraiths lived to score a victory point at the end of the game, a mission point at the end of the game. I mean, I shouldn't complain having passed those two initiative tests. So it all cats. comes back round. It came back. It bit us in the ass. It bit us big style. Um, and I, the, the neither one of us dug up any of these um, things. Uh, I had fairy magic dominance, which is why I could get the casket off so much, and I could also cast the um, the mission point. And going into turn six. Um, or turn five, going into turn five, I think it was, I was considerably winning on mission points until he got, I think, a unit of dogs, a unit of hex wraiths, and his unit of knights into the deployment zone. And then knowing the game could end, he took his characters, or two of them, out of his unit of knights. So he therefore had one, two, three four, five, like six things in redeployment zone because characters counted. Um, and would you believe because of that, he scored six for that and I didn't have any in his deployment zone, he won seven, six. Oh. So I've been winning the entire <laughs> game. I was, like Going into turn five, I was up, um, like up by five. I was winning six, one, I think at that stage. Um, or six, two. And then he got into the deployment and scattergunned his characters, and the game ended, and I lost by one mission point. <laughs> no, I'm not a. <laughs> no, I wouldn't mind if the game would have went on one more turn. Me snakes would have been in the deployment, his deployment zone, and I might have killed things. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. But yeah, I didn't play the mission. It was the one I played the mission the least well, and. Yeah, bitters in turn five. Like I was happily winning. I thought, my God, like it's going four. It's going to go four from four. Like I'm genuinely not sure what to do with myself, but it didn't, and I lost by one point. But uh, like really good guy. Like you played him. Like was 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 really cool. His list was really cool. Um, very themed on the the concept of the Red Duke, and it was stunning. It made um, like a themed priest. Um, of Kurnos, he'd, he'd made the Red Duke and really jazzed him up with his horse and everything. Um, it was just a really, really nice army. Really good uh, game. Uh, Love opponent to play. Um, but yeah, I, I, I forgot the I forgot part of the mission. <laughs> and what can I say? It came back bitters in the ass. Um, and Tomb Kings tasted tasted the bitter. Bit of taste of defeat for the first time. That's what you get for being loyal to Nagash. Don't worry, the the the, the great one will uh will see us through at the end. Um, well, my game four was against the Skaven, and uh, I did force myself to play the mission. Um, so there's a there's the deployment. Um, sisters on the right, and then the bolt throwers. Uh, Next to them, Feast Guard in the middle. Uh, I think was this? Yeah, this was alternating deployment. So I knew the um, what's it called? The Hell Pit Abomination. 
I didn't, except for the sisters, I didn't really have an answer to that. And I deployed the sisters on the wrong side to, to get across to, to fire at that. So I just thought he had them, the help it and some rat ogres, like a big unit of rat ogres with them. Um, so I just thought I'll ignore them. I'll, I'll, I'll sort it out later, possibly. And then on the other side, he had, um, Poison Will and Gloverdeers, two units of them, a couple of rat darts. I think they're clan rats or slaves. The, the unit in the front is Queek Storm Vermin with Queek in as well. Yeah. Uh, really, really nice. Um, you don't see them very I've often. Seen as well. Nice. Yeah, really nice. Well. Uh, I, I love these albino um, health Yeah. It looked. Yeah. I took some very good action shots of that. And then he's got a block of slaves, I think a block of clan rats, where he's put his uh, grey seer in, and then there's another rat dart there. So um, immediately I make a play to get the... He, as you do, he took uh, Dreaded 13. So I'm immediately like Terrified. On, on high alert that there's going to be uh, six dice and that going into um, my Phoenix Guard, which I can't have. So I deploy... I think I get first turn. So I move the sisters up to claim the first objective. It's not it's not the heart. I move their um Phoenix Guard up just twenty four inches away to try and fiery convocation the unit with the Grey Seer in. So he has to die because the one thing that'll wreck this army more than anything else is you can't take the ward saves and four D six um Phoenix Guard died. Yeah, you, you can't you, take that. You don't want that. Yeah. You don't want that. Nah, that's what's that? Twenty-four of them dying if you if you get it wrong. <laughs> the average is fourteen. No, nah, I don't want that. Um. So anyway, he dispel scrolls the first fiery convocation, but I get it off the next turn, and that I think that burns that unit to ash. Um. And the sisters shoot a few more. Um, to bring it down. I think there's one or two there's, there's one or two clan rats left in it. Uh, so that Grey Seer goes I think, he, yeah, he joins the unit next to that behind Creek Storm Vermin. Yep. Um, in the meantime, he, he and turn his turn one, I think, the the eagles go up to where that tower, where that tower is, or one of them does. Um, and the Reavers go in front of them. I think the Reavers are going to go into the Poison Wind Globadiers, try and clear them out. And the Eagle... Uh, something happens with the Eagle where on turn two, I think it's those that Rat Dart is fleeing or a group of Globadiers is fleeing, possibly from the Reavers. I can't remember exactly what happens. But he, he does the Storm Banner... Um, so the, the eagle's got movement too. So I thought, well, I'll charge and get rid of whatever it was. I think it was the Globadiers and, and just charge them off the board. Like if I declare a charge, it's legal. It would be a double six charge, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. They'll just clear off the board and that'll get rid of them for some, you know, just to make sure they're not a pain in the arse later on. But I actually make the, uh, the double six charge with their charge Ooh. distance and I destroy them there. And like, well, that's good because... Now I can reform and go into the cannon next turn. So that saved me a bit. Um, and that becomes significant later. <clears throat> so the again, I'm just happy for the Phoenix Guard to move up a bit. They move onto that hill. Um, 
and just the fight's going to be them with Queek Storm Vermin. It just depends on which of us wants to go to make that charge first. So he digs up with his Grey Seer the heart of the forest. So like that's another big target on that that Grey Seer now needs to die. So something around here breaks and panics the unit with the Grey Seer in. And I can't remember what it is. It might be a rat dart. I think um, they might have shot a rat dart to pieces, which caused the Grey Seer's unit to break, to flee because of a panic test. It was like one of those freak accidents. But by this time, the Eagle has... It's my combat phase. So the Eagle it's beats the cannon and overruns into the fleeing Grey Seer unit and wipes it out. Oh, and like, Jesus. And, you know, and you're just like, nasty. this is like, you know, you actually apologize to someone like, I, this isn't no, my tactical genius. This is just, this is just somehow set up to work out perfectly for me. So that Eagle's done like a massive loop on the left-hand side, gone behind, set himself up, overrun into the Grey Seers unit, killed him. So I get the heart. I've killed the character of the heart of the, um, the forest. And now he's got no magic defense at all. Um, the Queek Storm Vermin charged the um, Phoenix Guard to go up the middle. I don't know if I've got a picture of this, actually. Uh, oh, yeah, there's the, so there's the eagle. Uh, the eagle. The eagle. Hero eagle. So, yeah, so I think he does catch the um, the Poison Wind Globideers. Who, they have rotten luck. They uh, gas themselves uh, quite a lot. Um yeah, <laughs> roll that once. So yeah, the, the, that eagle's on one wound as well. So he goes into the um, the warp lightning cannon, yep. kills that, overruns into the grey seers unit, and because it's fleeing, you can't flee again. It just gets um, unfortunately uh, removed from play. Uh, but in the meantime, his units of uh, well, here's an action shot of his uh, help it. So I just thought I could try to get the archers out of the way, but they'll just have to be sacrificed. Um, I can't clear. I can't get them out of the way of his um, 360 arc and his um, 3d6 movement. So they're just a, yep. a speed bump. They come up uh, as do the uh, rat ogres. They just mince them. They go into my bolt throwers in the back line. But at this point, because there's nothing really left. Um, the silver helms, I think, come around the back as well. They've gone up the the right hand, and they come around the back. And because there's nothing really left in the back lines, I've just marching uh, everything into his deployment zone and casting my. Uh, there's nothing really to cast left for magic, so I'm just six dice and the uh, mission point spell all the time. So at the end, I think I've got the eagle, two sets of reavers, the silver helms. Uh, the white, sorry, not the white lines, the Phoenix Guard and the sisters all in his deployment zone. And he's got um, the Hell Pit. I think he's got the um, Night Runners and the block of Rat Ogres um, in my deployment zone. But I, I win that something like, it's either 8-3 or 11-4, something like that. But it was, uh, big win big, it was a big win for the Hiles because I played the mission. Right. Yeah, well, well done. I must. Admit, I didn't. I didn't play the the, the 
the guy you you played there with the skaven, but um, like I seen him a few times during the day. It seemed to really look like like everybody else, really lovely guy, and his army was very cool. Yeah, it was very nice. And you know, there's just times the game like this can't be fun for you, like because the the Phoenix guy just blended the storm vermin because they're going first and they're armor piercing, um, and they're all armor four up, four up three up because I've been casting high magic. Uh, yeah, the general's gone. Um, banner's gone. Wizard's, Wizard's gone. gone. There's, there's nothing really. It's there's, there's nothing really you can do. Um, it's just been bad luck. But when that eagle, when you don't, you know, things that happen, you don't think how significant it is. If I hadn't rolled that double six, the eagle wouldn't be there. If the eagle yes. wasn't, yeah, yeah. the eagle wasn't there, it couldn't have gone into the cannon turn two. If it hadn't have done that, it wouldn't have overran into the. So you learned. You played the mission. I played the mission. And uh, what I. Well, unfortunately, what I didn't do was play the mission. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I don't learn this lesson. This is a temporary blip. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so, was it going to game five? Was it... No, uh, the good guys had won game five, uh, into game five. So, the bad guys were plus one point. Yes, good it. guys. Um... Now, I can't remember if we'd won. Yes, had we good guy? Yeah, either way, good guys were going in one down, uh, one up, as in winning, but so the the bad guys got an extra mission point. Yeah, to start the game. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't. Uh, I don't think it was a panic check that made the Gracie's second unit flee. I think I'd shot it with um, the sisters, the sisters, and it failed the twenty five percent. That's what it was. But. Not that it matters. So, who did you have for your fifth game? Game five, Darkness of the Wildwood. Um, yeah, this was you got one mission point. If this was the ultimate, the final game, it's all about essentially killing the general. Um, so you got one mission point if you killed the enemy general, which increased to three mission points if your general was still alive and on the tabletop at the end of the game. Um, immediately score one mission point every time a unit standard or battle standard was slain and immediately score D3 mission points if you kill the enemy priest of the Pantheon. So yeah, this was all about killing the general or the priests on the opposite team. I My last game was against Rob and Rob's Nurgle Beastman army. I played that before. With the priest of Hikari, which gave him poison, exploding hits like predatory fighter, which which made an outrageous difference. This, <laughs> so we had a huge block of best Nurgle bestie gore, a big block of Nurgle gore that had the priest and um, I just had the priest and actually the bestie gore had the general and the BSB in. Uh, or maybe the BSB was in with the gore. A couple of chariots, some ungore. Um, it was it was it was it was scary to be honest. It was a scary beastman list. And uh, you know, Rob, like Rob's a good, like a, a really good guy. Very very good to play against. This game is a story about how a man who was a level a dead man who happens to be a level two of death. With Spirit Leech, <laughs> can, can single-handedly win a game, almost, 
whilst watching the rest of the army be absolutely murdered. <laughs> so, <laughs> I castle, as, as seems to be my way forward with the Tomb Kings. Tomb King stroke dwarf tactics. Yeah, yeah. Um, castled in the corner-ish. Um, and the beastmen just obviously start running, running at them. Um, I engage a little bit here and there, unfortunately, because these little troops are slanesh. Can't panic them off, but I, I charge. I hit a shades one of me, me cats, and me luck with initiative tests fails me, which was sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, to be fair, the fact that I lived this long was outrageous. Um, but the other, so the other cat goes into his minotaurs. Um, and kill like the minotaurs eventually die. Um, but meanwhile, these they, these two big blocks are slowly pincering in on everything I've got, and I can't make an armor save or anything else for actual toffee. Um, so safe to say, by the uh, long story short, he comes at me, gets into combat, and I can't do squat in combat. Um, everything gets murdered. He murders the snakes. He murders the giant. He murders. My archer blocks one by one. Um, he essentially just chomps through everything. However, the glorious death wizard, level two. Um, at the end, he, I managed to spirit lead his priest to gain D three. Um, now I can't remember if that was the level the level two priest to be fair or the hero titan. Um, but you know, for the sake of my own story, it's definitely the priest. But it could have been either. But it was definitely Spirit Leech that killed him, because Spirit Leech essentially killed everything that was worthwhile killing, except for the Minotaurs. Um, so that one has got us D three, and I also managed to, after attempting it every single turn, because his general had LD ten and he was providing a bubble of leadership 10, which is essentially pres- stopping the casket doing anything. Because, yeah, it's three dice, but LD10 gave it, gave him just such a good defensive bubble um, that it was... I just couldn't get through it at all. Um, but I did eventually kill his general with Spirit Leech. Um, so the two things that you really had to kill in the for the for the scenario were the priest and the general and I killed them both with spirit leech at the end of the game I had the casket of souls one unit of archers with me hierophant in and then a ad hoc oh no sorry both the archers were dead I had the casket of souls and an ad hoc unit with my general my priest my level two and my level four hierophant in four characters and me casket. That was it. Everything else had been killed. Everything else had been killed. All I'd really killed was his unit of minotaurs, all of his different units of ungor chaff, and some chariots. He still had both his big blocks left. He might have even had one of the uh, ungors left. But I had killed both the characters that mattered, and I won it. I won the game by 
one victory point, I think, possibly two. Um, so I won it because of the mission. Like, frankly, it was the least deserved win I think I've <laughs> ever had in my life. Um, uh, Rob absolutely battered me. Or like, genuinely, I've. I, it's been a while since I've been that soundly beaten. To be honest, it was. It was. It was bad. Um, like, I just didn't have an answer for what he had, and he 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 did have an answer for what I had. Uh, my dice were horrendous until it mattered, and I rolled that six for spirit, and I'd never been so happy in my life. He rolled a one, and I think I rolled a six, and I was like, "Yes, yes, spirit leech, spirit leech for the win." Just to rely <laughs> on that signature spell to Honestly, pull you yeah, out who, the situation. Who, who needs purple sun? Spirit leech is where it's at. Um, so yeah, to be honest, I felt really bad winning. To be honest, because I didn't deserve it. I, I didn't deserve it, um, but I, I, I played the mission and won. Um, but really, I had like I had five models left on the board or something. It was ridiculous. I had my characters left and no troops. All my troops had been dead or what had been killed. <laughs> but you still won. Won by one or two mission points. Yeah, I've um, like apologies, Rob. Uh, if like. Soundly thrashed me in Warhammer, but when it came to scenarios, Spirit Leech saved the day. Standard. Um, which meant, which was lovely. It also meant, to be fair, the Tomb Kings finished um, four and one, which was something I was really, like, really pleased with, really happy with. It was, it was quite something. No, that's uh, that's very good. Message of the day. Play the mission. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, even if I didn't follow that advice. Uh, well, my last game um, was against Slanesh Demons, and oh, this is possibly the best game of Warhammer I've ever played. It's also possibly one of the most beautiful armies of Warhammer, you'll, the most beautifully painted armies you'll ever see. Yes. That's uh, like it is just incredible. There'll probably be a lot of pictures of this on uh, I'll, I'll link them below. Uh, Michael's Instagram, yeah. I'm linking a lot of people here, but um, yeah, but Michael's Michael Slanesh, yeah, oh, just stunning. Like, he is quite a remarkable painter. Um, like, what he can do it, it blows me mind. It's amazing, like, it really, really is phenomenal. Because I'd seen it, um on display oh that'd be an interesting one to fight and then oh you're drawn against them <laughs> okay <laughs> at least i'm gonna get some nice pictures uh and he'd won uh derby yes uh, so yeah. pretty much with this yeah, list give or take was pretty similar slightly uh isn't this he said he'd have to add the cannons to bring the comp down to get in to qualify in derby. for derby yeah. yeah um so anyway uh we set up like like this. Uh, I'm sort of bunched in there. He's over there. Uh, initially, the, a load of crazy stuff happened in the, this game. So I moved the Silverhelms out, sort of um, the way they're facing, that to give myself some space because it's all bunched in there. The um, let's have a look. let's think what happened here. I think the cannon kills all the silver helms in one go, as as it standard it does. In return, the 
sisters kill all the hell striders. So that's like one for one. The Phoenix Guard sort of move sort of a bit forward and the sisters maneuver around them. And then this thing in the middle, this dishes out frenzy to forces of destruction. So he moves this nice. big, massive block of demonettes uh, to within that to get the effect. So my thought is, no chance. I'm not going anywhere near that. So I've got to block this for as long as possible. My magic phases in the initial two, three turns are crap. I think I get like four, five, three. Not enough for Fiery Convocation, which fortunately I've drawn. So this just becomes an incredibly tense thing of how long can I pin this unit for until I can reduce it down in order to get the Phoenix Guard to, to fight it. Because the amount of attacks coming out of that with Frenzy... I think he had the re-roll, or I forgot what priest he had, or the exploding sixes. There was some double effect on that. I'm like, nope, don't want anything to do with that. <clears throat> the I don't know what they're called. They're like the monstrous slanesh infantry behind his uh, block of demerits. So they come round down past the forest there, um, making a beeline for the archers. Um which I'm not concerned about because high elf archers can take on anything. So they reform, expecting the um, the charge from, from them. Uh, they take the charge, um, completely beat up the uh, Fiends of Slash, and then in the next turn, they, they beat them so bad that they just vanish out of existence. And at this point, like... Your archers <laughs> never let you down in combat, Absolutely do they? Absolutely not. Never no. So then they reform out of their deep formation back into their line, and uh, it's like it's never happened. I'm like, yeah, they've killed uh, chaos sorcerers on dragons before. That's that's not a problem. Um, the sisters then sort of try to shoot the the kill one chariot. I think, um, yeah, the kill one chariot on that side. The his cannons blow themselves up throughout the course of the game. They either mi they misfire consistently, like I, I think it was once a turn at least. They misfired, can't shoot, can't shoot next turn. Then they kill themselves. So like, what is going on here? Um, so I to stop this block here. Uh, where are we? I use some eagle shenanigans um, to double block them like that. So they charge that eagle. Uh, overrun at that eagle at that point uh, that was that was what stopped me so I don't want to do that because I'll overrun at that and then I can hit them in the side with the phoenix guard so the frenzy won't be so bad and I've got quite a lot of combat res and all that so they hold them up for about two or three turns eventually he charges a character out into one eagle but the eagle doesn't get killed he only gets killed in the next turn so then he has to charge into the next eagle and kills him then. Um, at which point, uh, I think... Oh, sorry, there's the uh, hero archers. Uh, there they are. Found them. Yeah. Archers doing the business in yeah. combat. Just bring it, slash. It's like the best you got. <laughs> but um, if I haven't got a picture of it. I thought I had a picture of it. But anyway, um, so... He I think it's, it might be the Herald that he charges out. Um, so this 
Harold is now has killed the eagle on his turn. So my Phoenix Guard block, and this is I managed to cast Fiery Convocation on the um, uh, on the demonettes. So they're so slowly. I think I get something like twenty-five of them killed in one turn, or something obscene like that, because it was all back and forward like that. Um, and then he rolls on the. Um, I've, I think I fail a load of yeah, I fail a load of leadership tests charging the um, reavers into his other chariot. I fail a load of fear tests for them. And then we were just talking about it in the game. You know, I cannot pass a leadership test. He rolls on the grain of chaos table for the, um, the wizard on the opponent's side has to take a leadership test. And I think my oh, words, my yeah, my exact words were uh, a leadership test. Are you fucking joking? Nice. And take the test, fail, take the reroll for the banner, fail. My wizard is dead uh, and turns into a lovely herald of Slanesh. So, Amazing. well, that's unexpected. So, my plan was, I will charge the Phoenix Guard into the Herald that killed the two eagles, kill that in combat or combat res, whatever, and then overrun into what's left of the demonettes and kill everything else, and everything will be fine. Uh, it's a five-inch charge I need to make, and of course, I fail it. Of course, you do. Which has left enough of a gap for the demonettes who have reformed to charge through the gap and hit the sisters of Avalon. They do stand and shoot, and they think there's only like, I don't know, five, six, seven left on the characters, but that's enough to kill that unit. So the sisters of Avalon last about one turn and a half, then they're all dead. So at the end of the game, um, there is... I haven't taken that many losses and this is what's left. So that's what I'm left with at the end of the game. Um, that's what all is that between both of you at the end of the game. Uh, no, the archers are still alive. The archers shoot the herald that the, you know, the wizard decided he wants to be a herald. So the archers executed him. Um, but that is about it. And um, I think he won by one point because he'd taken the special character. Or, oh, I thought you'd win by no, one point at the end. I didn't it. win. No. I lost. Um, oh, but, what a game. But it was such a brilliant game because all the tools that you, I needed, that, that I was relying on, like firing convocation and stuff like that, weren't available to me. So I had to play this blocking game and pick off you did say straight after it as we were driving home that that was one of the best games of Warhammer you think you'd ever yeah. play. On, on like the tactical level, not that I'm like some tactical genius or anything like that, but it just felt so like I'm, I'm under pressure all the time and I was trying to cal calculate what, you know, when you're placing the eagles, right, what's, what would happen if that happens? If it hits the eagle and overruns, what happens? If he charges the character out, which I didn't anticipate, oh, what does that mean? Is that good or bad? Yeah. Shall I move the eagles? Shall I swap them with the reavers? No, I don't want to do that. And like, I couldn't, you know, when you try to think a few steps ahead, I'd reached a point where I couldn't think any further ahead. Like I've reached the limit of what I can, what I can actually predict or, or foresee or, or anticipate. So it's like, it's yeah. right on the edge of like, what is going to go, what is going to happen? I, I'm, I'm at the edge. I don't know what I'm going to do next. Um, 
And then the wizard turned into Herald because my plan was I'll just, because I failed the charge, um, I'll just walk between worlds right into the front of the demonettes because if they charge me now, there's not that many of them left and I think I should be all right. But the, the wizard is now a Herald. So, right, can't do that. That's gone. Um, depowered magic phases can't rely on fiery convocation. The archers can't help that much because they're getting charged and reforming. The... Um, the Sisters of Avalon haven't got that many targets because there's a big rock in the way for shooting the demonettes and everything else on that side is either gone or they've killed it already. So it was like everything I'm trying is failing and like what's plan B, what's plan C, what's plan D? And it was such a satisfying game at the end that I, I wasn't bothered in the slightest that I didn't win. It was such a good game and I voted for it yeah. as the best, um, you know, the, what was your best opponent or yeah, yeah most enjoyable, more enjoyable yeah. game like more sport and that's not to take anything yeah. away from anyone else i played because they're all great but on that level it was like yeah that was such a good game yeah oh, amazing so spoiler for anyone who well that's not a spoiler it is what it is the good guys won we like we managed to, we managed to prevent um the Sundran of Athel Loren, and we could go away celebrating that good guys were better than bad guys. Which is unusual to hear you say. To be honest, I haven't said it, I feel a little bit sick. <laughs> you can lie to yourself that you're serving the gash, but it's not true. I am. I'm, I'm going to. We were, we were following the plan by the great necromancer himself, um, uh, doing what needed done. And we got a certificate. And we got a certificate. Um, and um yeah we did good guys won and you won that all said oh yeah yeah I, yeah I, I did yeah i came top of the um the, the the good guys um which was an incredible performance and i was like stunned i won a really lovely dice tray which was like i'm really pleased with it's it's somewhere somewhere in my house after the move i've got no idea where yet they frame it but that's a bit weird um, but no, it's, to be honest it's going to Go on. It's going to get used on the, when I get the gaming room set up. Uh, finally, a permanent gaming room, um, and it'll be there. Um, and to be honest, what I was most proud of to be honest, is that I, I I was joint top on uh, most sportsman votes or best game votes. Which was, was, that's because I'm a nice guy, Mark, <laughs> and that you're this propaganda and slander that you guys throw out about me is just not true. I'm a nice guy. Well, there must be a lot of Ketterman around with your opponents. But, obviously what we haven't chatted about is the most important thing, yes. which was the Saturday night, end of game one, entertainment, Warhammer, Triple Crown quiz. Eighth the ball, as it was. Eighth the ball. Now, for those who haven't listened to our review of the GT, what people need to know is that we Northerners won the quiz at the GT. So we were down there to defend our title as lawmasters of 8th edition. Which we did. And, which we did. Let it not be said <laughs> that the North is not actually the real world equivalent of Safari. It's where knowledge is kept and it's where we come down to the south to teach people <laughs> the ways of Warhammer law. Yeah, Teclas and his lawmasters. That, that lawmaster title that uh, James has got, he needs to give that up to one of us. 
Winning games is for chumps. <laughs> Winning Warhammer quizzes is for heroes. I was more satisfied at that quiz win than in my two wins oh. of the actual games. To be honest, like, and I, I, I caught the guys about it. I loved the quiz at the um, GT, and I loved the fact like, that they put on this Saturday entertainment and whatnot. I thought they did a phenomenal job with this one. Um, and it was such a good laugh in the team as well. Um, I, I was uh, I was trying to buy a drink, and then I heard through the the, uh, the hall, and now it's the high elf round. So I had a sprint from the bar. The record shouting, "Mark, Mark, <laughs> it's your moment!" And then the cook, and you did yourself. Proud. Cook, you yeah, did yourself. Name the first eight Phoenix Kings, and I think my phrase to you as I was pushing you off the chair was, "Get out the fucking way." <laughs> Yes, eight. Don't you want all of them? Yeah. Or so that, was quickly by that. You just want eight. You do them all. Um, yeah, and uh, special mention from the quiz to um, Chris, who is also a, a enormous nerd when it comes to Warhammer law, just like ourselves. <laughs> and uh, and also James for that one answer on Bretonia. Yeah. That nobody else. Nobody else would have got that. Sixth edition nonsense. <laughs> they they try to claim that uh, the the triple crown guys try to claim they won even though they'd had the answers and written the quiz themselves. So I'm not having that. Oh, they write the quiz. That's not really fair. But no, again, I, I know we're repeating ourselves, but it was a like that the quiz and the whole thing on the on the Saturday night was just fantastic. Like the food was good. Um, I wouldn't even the venue. I, I wouldn't even the venue was incredible. Yeah, where they don't. Um, great setting. St. Giles Banking Hall, um, amazing. Uh, the Triple Crown guys, like all three of them, put on a phenomenal event anyway. It would never um, occur to me now not to crown the ticket because that. I, 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 it's, it's worth every penny. That afternoon it's was. It's, the, it's such a nice way. You do three games and you, you know, you're mentally quite knackered, but then you do the quiz. That's a lot of fun. And then you just get to talk to. Um, you get to talk to the Triple Crown guys and you get to talk to yeah, other players. Chill it's out, just really nice. Talk to other people, drink beer. Yeah. Um, like, it was fantastic. Like, it was such, such a good day. Um, for, and we said it at the start, anyone thinking about wanting to attend, like, a, a tournament but isn't really into, like, the competitive scene, like, honestly, when tickets next come out for the narrative, like, Anyone remotely interested, please get one. It was you're not regret amazing. it. No, you they, you will not regret it. Everybody I've spoken to, and like everyone in 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 our in the car on the way back up, like you, I, and Andy, like we were all universally agreed that like it was a phenomenal, phenomenal event, uh, and we could not recommend it enough. Yeah, that's that is the best event I've been to so far. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm already looking forward to next this like this the next next year. I, I I don't know what what the setting is, what they're going to do with their themed armies that they're going to put together. Like I've, I've and also I don't care. Yeah, whatever it is, I'll be going. Like whatever whatever they put together, I'm attending because it was awesome. Yeah, hundred percent. So thank you very much, Triple Crown, for putting on. Hats off, guys! Like, really good event. event. Yeah, everybody enjoyed it. Everyone had a great time, and the good guys won. So. Triumph. Praise and a gash. Uh, well, if my wizard hadn't exploded and turned into a 
Harold. Yeah, it might have been very different. That's incredible. Well, uh, thank you for reviewing the uh, the event. The next one. Oh, thanks for having us again. Next one will be Cardiff. That's coming up in like two oh. weeks from now. Yeah, we'll have to squeeze in a, a pre-event review. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. I've, I've brought something quite different. Oh, this that event is going to be hilarious <laughs> for all sorts of different reasons. <laughs> and these lists that we put together, yeah. not not to be a spoiler, are wild. <laughs> well, tune in next time for um, what that means, or look on my uh, Twitter because I'm spoiling it all already. Anyway, thank you for coming in again, Scott. Um, I'll no doubt see you on the next one. <laughs>